0: to fake movie experts the movie review podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time we are currently doing the cloverfield franchises this week we get to talk about 10 cloverfield lane i'm your host joseph Lessel. I'm along center with Ricky marcelli
1: john goodman was everything i wanted him to be and honestly a little bit more
0: and a man that you don't want to be in a basement with when it's in the world. One, Keith Swatland. Come on, Emmett. Come on, Emmett. Come on, Emmett.
1: <laughs> no, Emmett was like a good guy, and he saved yeah. her. So, like, you don't get to be that special. You don't be that guy. <laughs> no. Uh
0: How's it going, Keith? How's it going, Rick?
1: Good. I don't know if Joe's ever asked us how we're doing before. No, this is, this I was taken cool. aback
0: by that. I threw you <laughs> off. That's why I did it. It's always what do you think, not how how do you think? How do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Uh ten Cloverfield Lane came out on March 10th of 2016 with a runtime of one hour 43 minutes. Director Dan Trenchenberg, uh he directed a movie that we just did recently. Uh 2022's Prey. Well, he's got a small move. resume.
1: He really does. But but they're bangers. Yep. He it's makes resume. Uh
0: movie stars John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, John Gallagher Jr., and the voice of Bradley Cooper.
1: And that's about it. Dude, so Miss Uh Mary Elizabeth, I don't her last name is too close to a monster, so I don't want to use it. Um, she's about one of like five uh, female actors that look almost identical to me and at times get hard to pick out (laughs) including someone from the last movie we just watched in Cloverfield where like it's just like that dark like shoulder length hair with kind of like the larger piercing eyes and I'm like are you you're not the same person you're different and it just it confuses me
0: yeah, and then she's, um, you know, I just know her from, she's from Scott Pilgrim. Um, That's right. And then she's I'm going to she be. Killed it, way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, she was
1: great. I thought she was spectacular. I thought and this was going to
0: be. Go ahead, Rick.
1: <laughs> Comparative to Cloverfield, the acting in this movie was like a million times better. From like, I mean, granted, there's a smaller cast and a better known cast of like actual like proficient actors and it really showed in the overall like feel of the movie. Yeah, and she's going to be in a
0: Ahsoka too. So,
1: oh sick.
0: So, what did you did you go, now the question, what did you guys think of 10 Cloverfield Lane being coming off a found footage horror sci-fi, rom, you know, comp whatever they want to make that movie to a we're going
1: to be in a bunker for an hour and a half with real actors. I thought it did a much better job of small story. While larger situation is going on to where like I was super invested in the small story while also being quite intrigued as to what the larger story overall is going on. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a very fun movie for an hour. Well, I don't know if fun was the right word, but it was a very enjoyable movie for the hour 45 Keith,
2: So I saw it when it came out. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I did not. I did not see this in theaters.
1: I did not. I, I did not. not hit her.
2: <laughs> you know. Hey, do you get. Hey, you guys remember The Room? Isn't that? Yeah. Hey, Let's
0: hey, oh, talk about The Room for 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. Should, should we do some
2: room quotes? That, that, that <laughs> That's always a hit. Don't make me but, do um, it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, room references. But oh, um, uh, it was... I forgot how much like fun this movie was. Like uh, I remember that I'm continually more and more annoyed by improv in movies. And like the more I learned about the last movie and how about how much improv was in it, it was annoying. <laughs> and this movie is clearly very, very not improv. So I appreciated the, like the thought out structure of it. And it was it like misled you. And I, I remember I, I kept on one of the things I liked it. I, I kept on jumping in and out of thinking that Emmett was a bad guy. Yep. I was like oh man he's gonna Oh, he's so evil
1: wait is he who's who's he fooling <laughs> and then at one point I'm just like oh he's just like dumb <laughs> and then you realize like well he's not like a rocket scientist or anything he's just like he's kind of pl- filling that role mm-hmm. like he's I was really impressed at how well we learned about all these characters without any exposition dumping like it was just like small bits and pieces got delivered to us throughout the movie and like, we learned so much about these characters without ever having to feel like we were getting smacked in the face with just like exposition dumps.
2: Yeah. What's they tell us a ton? We know the main, the Mary, what's her name's character's name?
1: Um, Michelle. Michelle.
2: Michelle. Yeah. They, they we learned a ton about Michelle in the like 30 seconds of her like, like break. Up with her fiance or boyfriend or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, we never learned if she like she was fully married, if she was yeah. just engaged.
2: Oh, uh, and and that and that she's like into like fashion design, just with like the one little panning shot of the like the mannequin thing in the background. And there was, yeah, it was. They did really good
1: with and, like. The... we never learn exactly what happened. Like just knowing that something bad really happened between her and her fiance, and like. It seemed really bad. (laughs) Like, really bad. Yeah. And Um, then he wanted to work it out. And she's like, dude, how could I ever work out what (laughs) happened?
0: Right. I enjoyed this movie until the final like 10 minutes. And we'll get to it. Why? Um, (laughs) But I I enjoyed the three characters that we basically focused the entire movie on. And I agree with you both that like we get basically a character. You know, breakdown of each person, but it's not forced down our throats that, you know, Emmett is the, oh, I helped Howard, John Goodman's character build this, you know, shelter. Um, We get, you know, then just how kind of paranoid slash protective Goodman is like right away.
1: I don't think he was well, I guess yeah, he's paranoid because he built a bomb shelter and everything, but he's also like clearly I mean, as we learn more and more about him, uh psychotically broken. Yes. Because his wife took his daughter away from him. So now he finds these like villains. (laughs)
0: Maybe, you
1: know, yeah, yeah, it's like
2: and I like that he was also just like right, like about the like building the bomb shelter.
0: (laughs) That was well, yeah it's like the things I like, he's like, he, yeah, he like the things I liked about him was like, this is the paranoia. Like the, what I liked about the movie too, is like the paranoia from him. Like what, you know, we're about to get into it, but like one of the scenes, it's like a a plane flies by or something. And he's like, Oh, that's an, a- uh, an air 1972 plane. Mm. They're like, how do you know that? And he's like, because I do, you know, like I was in the <laughs> like army for 15 years or something. And I'm, he's just like, I just know. And like, it just see i to also think that so paranoid like
1: i think there's no way to be sure he wasn't just being full of bullshit there because yeah, i
0: be. 100% agree to that
2: <laughs>
1: because like I just we, think like how do we it. tell that like he did accidentally wreck michelle and didn't do it intentionally like there's just there's no nothing about him ever comes across as that he is telling the truth about anything ever
0: yes yes that's why that's one thing i liked about the movie of the Him saying, oh, it's this, or it's this, it's just, or this, and you're like, I don't believe you. Not one bit that this is true. So, um, Rick, give us the plot, and let's get into this more.
1: Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot. 210 Cloverfield Lane. Michelle, played by one Mary Elizabeth Winstead, has decided she's had enough, and has left her husband and or fiancé driving on a road to nowhere. That is till she gets wrecked off the road, leaving her unconscious. Michelle awakens inside a bunker chained to a wall. She finds out she, is, she was saved by Howard, John Goodman, whose bunker she now presides in with Emmett, John Gallagher Jr., who forced his way in when the world went to hell. But everything isn't as it seems in this bunker, and Howard could have other plans for Michelle. Will we ever find out what has happened to the outside world? What happened to Howard's daughter? Where the fuck are the missing puzzle pieces? Find out all this and more in 10 Cloverfield Lane.
0: Uh, I You know, this movie, it's one of those things of how simple it is. It's like, hey, the movie is we're going to stick three people in a bunker for an hour and a half. And uh, the film was filmed in chronological order so it was just filmed the way the movie was produced, was shot and so that's kind of a cool thing and so what we did last with the last movie of the first scene was filmed last and then the last scene was filmed first
2: I'm wondering if that was because of the like they always do this like that like silly secrecy thing with the productions of these I wonder if that had something to do with that or they, like they didn't want people to know what was going to happen towards the end or something I don't know That just seems that seems in line.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's possible that um, uh, that they um, did like that on a uh, I'll bring this up now because it can more discussion on a feature that appears on the Blu-ray of this movie. One briefly, you can see a briefly see a map of the Valencia bunker alongside the timeline of construction. According to this timeline. In 1992, Howard and his pregnant wife moved to the farm. Uh, 93, when their daughter, Megan, was six months old, Howard built the airlock, that may, the main exit staircase, the mud porch, and his bedroom bathroom, and the uh, adjoining room donated uh, as the original uh, second escape. By 99, when Megan was six, Howard built the main space, the kitchen, the original generator room, and second bathroom that is used as storage by the time of the movie. In 08, when Megan was 15, he added the new generator room, uh, which connects to the main area via the duct that Michelle crawls through, the second escape, where she finds Brittany's bloody earring, the storage hallway, Michelle's room, and Kyle's nook, uh, which on the map corresponds with where Michelle first meets Emmett, suggesting his character name was once Kyle. Uh, In 2010, Howard's wife and and 17-year-old daughter left presumably Uh, in 2012 it was donated with the words Megan prime presumably referring to uh, Howard's abduction of Britney. and the time, all this corresponds with the 2015.
2: Man, I think these movies, all three of them would be a lot more fun if I was like super invested in all this like nonsense behind the scenes, like featurette viral marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause like, it'd be so cool. Cause I've, I think like I'm not sure if you were going to bring it up later or not but like one of the the connection between this and the previous Cloverfield is the satellite company that he brings up in it and like the way to figure that out is to look at one of the marketing the websites of the satellite company and if you look up the employees of the month there's a picture of Howard on the the on the screen there and then it's it's the satellite company that made the satellite that crashed down and woke up the
1: thing dude that's i love like that doesn't even have to be like marketing that's just putting easter eggs in there for people who love your film like that type of stuff is pretty cool Mm -hmm.
0: but like even like uh, the small ones is like slush brand the drink that they do is uh or slusho is in the convenience store you know at in Mm -hmm. the first movie so it's like i it's one of those things of they are trying to make you like. I like that idea of like the that type of like. If you deep dive into this movie, you can find a lot more to it, and there are like the lore is inter-
1: extensive if you're willing to put in the time and effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like for example, I think majority of us, if not all, would do the do that for the the John Wick movies, but for this, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna deep dive that hard into the the Cloverfield verse. <laughs>
1: I'm, only, I'm just not doing it right now because I started to after the first one because I'm super intrigued, but like, it's always hard to do the deep dives when everything's already out because everything wants to talk about everything that's out. So I'm kind of waiting till after we watch everything to do a deeper dive. Yeah.
2: Yeah, by the way, big pain in the ass to YouTube 10 Cloverfield Lane because you have to switch your keys to numbers to type in 10 and then go back to letters.
1: First world <laughs> problem, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're doing it on your phone and not your laptop,
2: and I was, but so I'm not gonna walk and go grab it when I have my phone in my hand.
1: Also, oh, your keyboard doesn't have the numbers at the top with the letters there.
2: Oh no, it's an Apple thing. You gotta switch the numbers.
1: That is unfortunate for you crazy <laughs> Apple people.
0: Apple and proud. Yep. Um but like what we were saying earlier, like I think John Goodman was phenomenal in this movie. The idea that you know everything that he thinks is true you you as the you know what the the you know watching it you'd be like i don't trust you one bit and like just think as i was saying like how like broken he was it's like they're playing trivia pursuit and they're like all right uh it's a movie it's a book (laughs) all right little what is you know michelle she you know that scene was Uh,
1: terrifying
0: that movie gnarled me out right it's like she's not she's not big but she's little okay little girl little girl little princess (laughs) princess.
1: the princess line sent me that like sent like my whole body just like tensed (laughs) up from that
2: he made that character so terrifying <laughs> and as and as far as like what he like what was lies and what wasn't lies like as far as the stuff like I believed him with the air, helicopter and airplane stuff because as far as like technical stuff I kind of believed him because he's clearly got this background and he ended up being like whether like whatever it's Martians or not <laughs> like he was right about it's like well these are the aliens we're right they're here
1: well but like, see oh. <laughs> it's also hard because he threw everything at the wall. So like it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of like um soothsayers or psychics yeah it's like well if you're just kind of openly vague and throw a lot throw enough at the wall something's gonna hook and then you can attach to like you can he was very good at reading people Mm -hmm. yeah and like picking up on like what's going on so like he just seems like. I mean, obviously, he is in way a psycho a psychopath con man who got broken by his wife and daughter because I believe his wife and daughter left, and I think it broke him to the point where like he took that other girl and like she he was so broken that he she actually became his new daughter in his mind
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's why the... he was so protective or in that way of like no oh, yeah. he was. No touching, you know.
1: He was grooming Michelle to become the third version of his daughter.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was all of his like social interactions and grooming stuff. That's where I thought the lies were. Like that was the that stuff was interesting to me.
0: I, I I'm the kind of opposite with you. Like I think the, the lies were the the aircraft and everything above. Like I just think he was you know, BSing in that
1: way. Well, because also, like, he is crazy. Like, just because it did happen to end up being... Also, I don't know, like, well, I guess it's aliens, but I still think, it like, it's also kind of not aliens, partially because of how I've been spoiled by what, like, we learn in the third movie. But, like, what we see at the end of this movie is still attached to what we saw in the first movie. So, like, it's still all interconnecting. Um so like it's aliens, but it's not because like it's still connected to the beast we saw from whatever like parallel world or like so it's kinda aliens but kind of not, but like in general, it's still oh, it was trippy and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like this movie it's like
0: one of those things like you know, what what you're saying, right, about this movie being like and what connection is it with Cloverfield? Is it same time frame? Is it a year? Is it two years? You know what I mean? Like, what's the... <laughs> I watched
1: what's the YouTube video fine? on end. <laughs> huh? Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Because it, cause like, I and like specifically because of this, because I know the movies are attached in some way, I was trying to like, like when she was driving and like there was the radio broadcast going on, like I was like intently attempting to listen, just to like pick up on things. And all you really heard was that there was power out all all along the southern seaboard which obviously we eventually learn is because that was a precursor to the invasion force also Keith like the reason a part of like his stuff is bullshit is because like the air overall wasn't toxic what we learn eventually is that the ships had a like acid gas it was like an acid poison gas that they could drop Yeah, that was poison yeah cool
2: poison attack vicious loved it
1: <laughs> but like nuts. so there like if she had gone outside when that woman had shown up at the door she wasn't going to die instantly or like yeah. even slowly mm-hmm. and painfully
2: no the i guess the time the video i watched about when this takes place versus cloverfield is based on the iphone 6 <laughs> cuz she has oh. an iphone she has an iphone 6 and the, per- the movies are, like, period accurate when they take place for based on, like, the phones they have. <laughs> so wh- however many years after the whatever flip phones they have in the first one. And then in this one, there was an iPhone 6. And the way I read it, it was, like, the creatures are totally unrelated. That's how I read
0: well, this movie is eight years apart, so it's yeah. possible that it's been eight years since mm-hmm. the first attack.
2: Or no, what I guess y- they, they have to be related. I mean, that's, I guess yeah. that's the that's the fun part. It's the J.J. Abrams mystery box shit where that's like the fun thing about it is figuring out who the hell, like, what
1: the hell are well, these Because they did have similar <laughs> physiological like, yeah. aspects to them. Like, maybe the big thing was just like one of their dogs and like... Yeah. It was just like a dumb thing, comparative to like whatever this (laughs) smart spaceship built around it thing was at the end.
2: That's right. The Cloverfield was the original monster was supposed to be a baby.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um.
0: One. So I was uh, one of the things why I mentioned the beginning of the show about how like I enjoyed this movie until the final ten. I for me it just seemed out of unreal in that way of the scene of so she escapes and then the small creature you know chases her and then she gets in the truck and then the giant creature starts picking her up in the truck
1: and then she throws the um she has like inner workings of how to make a very successful molotov cocktail
0: yes and then like pinpoint hits the like three-inch hole that she can, you know, like, and she just assumes that's how you can, yeah, or weaken it, and like... Hey, she rolled a She getting, rolled a 20. <laughs> she rolled a 20, yes. But yeah. she, she's getting pulled up, and she's leaning out a car window, a truck window, and yeets it into it, and like, kills them, like... <laughs> like there that's was a the very, like...
1: And I hate this terminology because of how, like, toxic and misused it got for, <laughs> granted, three terrible movies, but in the Star Wars franchise... <laughs> She did become very Mary Sue at the end of the movie, where it's just like she has indestructible plot armor and she knows everything she's doing. Yeah. I, I get think the armor part. Sorry. Can you go the ahead?
2: effective, maybe a more effective ending would have been like cutting to her, seeing the alien running away, and then making that decision. I like the decision in the truck when she drove away. I, I think that part was kind of cool. Like for the last scene when she decides to go fight. Like, I, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: See, I borderline think it should have ended with like her getting, like, she did all this to get out and then she just gets eaten. Like, I think <laughs> it would have been a more bleak, but then you hear the radio broadcast come through, like, after that's happened through the car mm-hmm. saying, like, we're fighting, we're winning, come here to help if you can. Like, I think that would have been mm-hmm. a better ending instead of letting her just go all. I'm indestructible <laughs> at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the idea of the um like her making the you know suit because again, we have learned that she's a fashion designer or wants to be. Like and I get that of her making that, you know, to go outside. But again, when oh look at that, there's a lighter, there's some liquor, there's a In a handkerchief, I know what I can make, and Chuck. And this should kill the creature. Um,
1: it was all very like, well, isn't this a lucky happenstance? Yeah, (laughs)
0: like I'm kind of with Rick, it'd be kind of cool. And like, I don't
2: think that that liquor was high enough proof.
0: There
1: it is, (laughs) probably not. No, usually it has to be like, it to be like 100 proof or whatever, (laughs) like it has to be like pretty high-grade vodka type yeah. stuff to create that type of stuff yeah. or basically <laughs> like cleaning solution yeah i've yeah.
2: i've I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a fire guy i've played around with mixing liquor Have and you. fire Have you, <laughs> yeah. and it does
1: seem to be ever since you got into the fire service there's yeah. a lot of fires every summer
2: yeah it's yeah funny <laughs> hmm. but it's more it's more difficult than it looks to get like whiskey to combust <laughs>
0: But I'm I'm kind of with Rick on the I would like the idea of the grim and doom movie ending that's better than the first one of you have this you know girl who gets kidnapped in a way you know I I don't like I don't believe John Goodman when he tells her like I like that scene because he's like I have to tell you something I have a confession I'm the one your reason why you're here is because I panicked I was not in my you know, <laughs> but I'm like, no, you probably did that on purpose.
1: But it's I also like kind of believe him because how could he in any way, shape, or form know that she had like any similar look to like her? I just think yeah. his daughter. I just think surrogate. he just
0: took her. I just think because he's. The, but how would he have
1: even known that it was a her? Like it's the, because blackout. he's
0: because the, the gas station, the very first the gas station scene, that's him pulling up.
1: Isn't it a totally different truck?
0: No, that's him because when when was that when his truck. Looked, oh, okay. So he was might have identified her then. Yes, he did. Because when she looks out the window and notices the truck, then she has that flashback of the gas station going, Oh, that's him. But I like the, the doom and gloom of like, Oh, she survives this guy. And then she goes outside and you think everything's fine and dandy. And then like, like what if the truck that she like steals and drives off, just gets picked up or crushed. And you're like, what the hell? Like, like, give me something like that that's better than that last movie of we're just going to sit here and then boom, explosion. <laughs> I just I, I just wish that would have been.
1: It would have been a better connection to the first one too if it ended with like everyone we were involved with being gone again. It would have been a cool connection to the original movie. And like, it would have made sense. Like it was such, especially like once the entire bunker like exploded, which was such a cool scene um and just like it was one of the few times where they had an actor actually do what the rest of the audience was thinking when she got out and then saw the spacecraft and just went oh you gotta be fucking kidding me like (laughs) that's what you were also thinking is like you just went through all of this (laughs) to then see that and be like that is unfortunate (laughs) right
0: (laughs) um like because they should know, have they, these, we... they, they
2: dropped that. I think it was PG thirteen, but they should have dropped that line. Like uh, I think like the thing had that line. Like oh, you gotta be shitting me? Or, Are you fucking kidding me? Or I mean, stuff. you get yeah.
1: one per PG thirteen. Yeah, right? they could have stuck it in there. That would have so been, they, been a, good, a good
2: spot.
0: So they <laughs> did shot. They did shoot a diff, more graphic version of Emmett being shot in the head. And it was horrible but it was so horrifying because because the, the, of the scene. Because the day they shot it, John Gallagher uh, Jr.'s girlfriend was visiting the set and became super emotional watching her boyfriend get murdered on set. So then they just made it the PG 13 version of I'm going to shoot you. I liked how off they shot the it camera. Yeah, I was
1: about to say, sometimes like showing less is better. And it was gruesome. <laughs> this goes back, Joe, to when we talk about Air Force One because yep. as children there was a scene where a baby like she was a babysitter or something for like the president's kids F- fight attendant get shot in the head and in your memory thinking back on it all you think about is how gruesome it was and then you rewatch the movie later in life and it's a, it's just like this it's a, it's a cut away yeah. as you hear the gun go off it's sometimes like was- letting you build the scene in your own head Makes yeah. it so much worse than what it could actually look like.
0: Yep. That it was, like, I think it was a student or uh, a flight attendant or suitors. Uh, but yeah, it was like that That scene was like that scarring. It's just like, I remember it being so gruesome. And then it's like, oh no, he shot the, the it's cut scene as the gun, you know, went off.
1: But Van God, that whole.
2: He has a couple of good, this like brutal, like unexpected cuts like that. Like I was, th- I had a note that the car, how good the car crash scene was. At the start, I remember I was thinking that would have been so sick in theaters
1: because
2: it was just out of nowhere. And all of a sudden it was loud and violent. And And just
1: disorienting. Yeah, yeah. that's true.
2: Same with the same with dude getting shot in the head. Like I wasn't expecting that.
1: No, (laughs) no. Especially when John, like the way Goodman. Oh, God. Like this is the scenes that were like. What's crazy is everything I've ever heard is that John Goodman is such an upstanding and just like great guy. Yeah. Yeah. But God damn does that man play just a horrendous villain so well because just that whole scene of him going you apologize oh the apologies I I accept your apology (laughs) bam like that was just so brutal yeah
2: I love how he just got off on getting apologized (laughs) to that was his like favorite thing in the
0: world right like they um there was a they put in the oh um they shot a totally different version, a tonally different versions of most scenes, from light and humorous to angry and mad, so they can find the right mix as a whole. So they did do different shots and takes to see what would work. Um, and another three reason why we had like the montage in the middle was just to show how time and how everybody was getting along. So just to you know help from the tone of how. John Goodman is with everybody too. Hey, we're
1: now all getting along. It's kind of like what helps add to his brutality is that like <laughs> you had those lighthearted scenes. Like he wasn't purely a monster. Like he had scenes where everything was like, you could tell like no matter what though, he always, always wanted to kill that dude because he wanted it to just be him and Michelle. Well, remember he yeah. fo- like the guy forced his way in as yeah. the world was ending.
2: Yeah. What was his line about the like accomplishing things always makes me want to listen to music? Or what was the like when he does it's the like, cool dance that he sent the good gif of? He has, yeah, he has a line he like says before team, that. It's
1: like good teamwork or good planning or something. Yeah, makes me want to listen to music. I was. It, was, it was just like
2: Did my hair stand up a little bit when he. There was that one particular line. I forget what he said, but it was very good.
0: Like there's like this one, the see like the the. Um the i'm trying blanking right now but it's like the scene it reminds me of the batman of the most recent one uh when the riddler is talking to batman at the at arkham and he's like bruce wayne and like the whole idea it's like batman knows the Riddler knows that his secret identity and we have that scene this and it's like i'm always watching you i'm
1: always watching you
0: I'm always watching you. Just say it, you know. And they're like, (laughs) "Say what? Say what?" You know. And then they,
1: as soon as he added the line of like, "I see you when you're sleeping," like, okay, it's Santa Claus. But like, still, when John Goodman is doing that towards you, like, yeah, how would you feel anything other than just like pure, especially like when you are in the process of doing something to like (laughs) manipulate and trick him. And
2: he does see you when you're sleeping.
1: <laughs> like I was like, I see you when you're sleeping. I see I know what you
0: do. I know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm always watching. Like, and you
2: then know, you counter like- you, you that with the scene of him doing like the moonshine scene, and you're just like, Oh, this guy's just a big old dork.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like- right. God, that was such a great scene too. Yeah. Where he's getting like little needle and thread shoved through his head and he's just like, You're doing great yeah If I loved
0: it, I like the fact that like that too. Of like, I don't know how to do it. No, you're going to because this is the reason why I have this gash on my forehead is because of you. So you'll be doing it. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, well,
2: okay. And, <laughs> and then again,
0: again, like what the character depth of, you know, of Goodman going, oh, I can see why you want to be an artist. So look, you know, your, your needling work is, you know, fantastic. So it's just like a line there to show, yep, yeah, this mm-hmm. is. What can lead up to the next yeah. one of her creating her escape suit?
2: Yeah, no problem solving puts me in a musical mood was the line I was trying to think um, of. Um, <laughs> there's some there's some awesome line deliveries in this, like the part when she's in the duct and she says, This sucks. Uh, I like that.
0: <laughs> it, I, I, there's just a coincidence of you know, yeah. there's the funny of her crawling through the ventilation duct as. She plays John McClane's daughter in the Die Hard, uh, four and five film. So it's just that funny little, <laughs> hey, not a nod, but she's like, huh, that's funny, you know, coincidence.
2: <laughs> hey, for, um, for when we do the Die Hard series, that'll be a good, yep. good thing to talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, the shot, the shot of the dead pigs on the outside of the bunker was not was not working for a long, long time. As they originally used stuffed mannequins, but then eventually it was CG for
1: better effect. I I've got some they pigs. got real pigs.
2: Give me I can get I can get you dead pigs tomorrow by three o'clock.
1: Yeah, Keith, that would have been totally accepted by you know those crazy PETA people to put actual dead pigs on your screen. But if they were if they were already dead. They don't care. PETA murders tons of dogs and cats every year. They don't care. They're a terrible organization.
0: Yeah. Um, according to uh these it's the, the two actors, John Galler and Mary Elizabeth. Uh, one instead uh, those two actors they were intended to be the two like that's who they wanted so that's and they got
2: yeah um that fits.
0: <laughs> that Bradley, Bradley Cooper uh provided the voice of uh, it's Michelle's fiance
2: oh uh, that was Bradley Cooper
0: yep JJ J. Abrams reached out to Cooper when they first met on alias since that was here's part of the show Uh, He asked him to record a brief phone call. Cooper recorded the audio on his phone, sent the file to Abrams, and then the entire process was completed without the pair speaking to each other about it at all outside of text messages. $50,000.
2: I
1: I was about to say, I wonder how much he got paid for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, I'll bet it was like for a a role in a future movie or something.
0: (laughs) In 08, uh, although the, the the, they do take place in the same universe. The film has few connections to Cloverfield. However, Abrams has stated in 08 that he has plans to tie the two films as possible, uh as possible future films in the franchise together. So, so we'll see
1: when we watch the next movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if that so so with the film being shot in chronological order, aside from a few reshoots, mostly in-shirt shots, for example, in the shot of Howard asking Michelle how's it going when she's through the vent, John Goodman was wearing a fake beard because he shaved it off for the, oh, late, nice. the latter part scenes.
1: Dude, when he shaves off the beard after killing Emmett because he has this, like... Delusional idea, and like he's trying to go back to like when he wasn't a dad, like this weird, creepy, delusional state he has in his head. God, that was terrifying. Like for him to show up after what just happened, and clearly putting a body in acid <laughs> to show up like that was terrifying.
2: Are you guys familiar with the the Rick and Morty gag with the acid and bones?
1: Yes, that's one of yes. the better brick and morty. Beats. Yeah, love that joke. Uh,
2: that 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 always pops into my head. Now it's that stuff. He's like, the, like the line where says, I've I've cleaned up the mess, <laughs> Michelle. I've cleaned up the mess.
1: God, yeah. so. Uh,
0: this movie had a similar uh, had a similar plot to a, um, is it a book. Hang on, yeah, it's a book called Metal Hurdle Chronicles. Shelter me. And it's based on the same plot here as a young woman wakes up to find a man to wake up to be in a bunker and being told by someone that's in the world so this and that came out in 03. so yeah, this kind of takes that from there um
1: uh,
0: uh there and was part a dish- of that, and
1: like how bad like Howard is it explaining to her with like Cause the way he explains it, it all sounds fake in the beginning. Like it does not mm-hmm. sound like even feasibly possible. And like that's part of what makes you think Emmett is also bad because he's playing into this. Yeah. So you're like, oh, he's in on it. Like this is terrible. They're gonna do something.
0: Emmett's just a goof. You know, like, like he's just there, you know, like, yeah, I mean I'm here to party type thing.
2: Yeah, I remember when I first watched it, up until he got up until he got shot, I was convinced Emmett was bad. Oh. <laughs>
0: But I I think that one, one one reason why the movie works so well is because you have three people, you have Michelle who you saw from the very first shot of the movie, so you assume okay she's she's the you know main focal point here, and then she wakes up into a bunker with two random strangers, and then they're they know each other but not really at the same time, so you're just playing that game of okay who's telling the truth and who you know. <laughs> Who's the psycho? And you know, I think that plays off to both. You know, you're saying with Keith, you're saying first time you watched it, it was with Emmett. For me, it was like, oh, John Goodman. There's something off about him. Like I hadn't, I had no fear <laughs> of for for Emmett. All mine went to <laughs> Goodman just because I, I was on the side of he was just full of it with everything and anything that he's saying. And you know, he keeps bringing up his daughter. Like you know, I'm like, okay, this guy has a, you know. A mental break or something. But yeah, it's just like for me, that's what. Um, um there was additional sequence of Michelle fighting the smaller alien, uh, but they nixed it because it thought was unnecessary. <laughs> the ending with Michelle choosing to fight against the invaders was suggested by one of the producers. Um and then where is it? one of the funny things they brought up were about the idea of the oh hand uh where is it mailbox they thought it would be funny uh co- one of the co producers suggested that the mailbox at the end reveals the street name as Cloverfield as a joke but then they laughed and paused and went wait a second that actually might work
2: it was almost like the t- it was almost <laughs> like the title
0: crawl. <laughs> or like the the title reveal Do they show the title
2: at the start of this movie i forget
0: they do with the car crash they yeah, interwine yeah, the yep, car yeah. crash yeah. into it that's
2: right no the one i think one of my parts like the movie it flowed pretty nicely it slowed down a little bit for me when they were gathering the materials to make the suit i thought that was kind of one of the boring parts like when they were gathering scissors and like materials and they were doing the, like the montage where they have them throw the shower curtain away. I, I thought that part, that little, that, that 15 minutes or so was, or 10 minutes or so was kind of dull. Like they, they could have quickened that up.
0: I like that. Like, I like, I like the idea of how they do that of, Hey, didn't she go out here to the escape hatch? Yeah. Well, do you think she might've brought something in and you just had her shower? So do you think that might, you know, yeah. like, I, I like that idea. Like, I didn't think that was bothering me, but, but I just like the idea. Yeah, no, like hey. the, the premise of it was good. I just thought it took too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, One of the funny things is about the character, Michelle, she doesn't speak for the first 10 minutes of the movie because it's all um, music or she's, you know, that whole type of effects. Bradley um,
1: Cooper talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle was Cooper. right. Uh, Michelle was barefoot for the majority of the movie. However, yeah, she, uh, was. she but she, sorry, buddy, <laughs> she was. Um, she stated there was a lot of close-up shots that did not show her feet because she was wearing slip-on shoes or flip-flops. So she wasn't. Sorry, there, buddy. What <laughs> I said, she was wearing flip-flops, or this is a foot podcast from the, to now
2: on. <laughs> what movies go f- show full foot? That's going to be
0: any Quinter- uh, Tino, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie.
2: That's no my. I think yeah. My next, uh, the next fake movie experts, the the, the hundred dollar Patreon tier. Okay. Is, uh, you can you can sign up and all, it's like a Mister Skin esque uh, thing. Okay. When I
0: show you when they they talk about when they go full foot in movies,
2: Mister Feet. Yeah, Mister Mister Foot.
0: <laughs> Mister Foot. Yeah. uh they're in the original and the one of the ideas of the script was that the original was for Bradley Cooper to be sending text messages uh from uh for Michelle to be sending him texts and later on eventually heading out to save him um but they decided that uh, they didn't want her efforts to, to be about a guy and also they felt impossible investment in character who you didn't know yeah I
1: Especially like, when we sense. learn in the beginning that, like, he did something terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would we believe she'd go back for him?
0: It would have been like the first movie in that way of, you know, the whole point of the first color field was, I got to get to my girlfriend. I got to get to her. Yeah. It's like this movie is.
1: Well, first of all, it's not boyfriend, girlfriend. They just had one very erotic My one
0: day. night stand. My one night stand. <laughs> yeah. My one good day. My one good day. I need to get to her. But I think they would have. It would have been like that flip reversal. Like if they did that way, you just went, "Oh, it's just her trying to get to him now, not her trying to save herself." But I I like the fact that they cut more of the idea of the boyfriend out because you know, that's it.
2: Oh, I found I I found another good note in my observations here that the movie really dates itself when he makes a YOLO joke because those were pretty funny in like 2015 when they were, or 20, like when they were writing this. Like, because mm-hmm. when the guy makes it, he's talking about tattoos and gets like a YOLO swag joke. Like, that was pretty big comedy back then.
1: No regrets.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you guys put, um, whipped cream on your freaking, like, with peanut butter sandwiches? Or fucking
2: nutter de- sandwich. I think that, was, that was yeah. That, that was, was the marshmallow like, spread. Yeah, marshmallow spread. No. It looks
0: delicious.
1: <laughs> but also, no, I'm not a marshmallow and or whipped cream guy. Never <laughs> no. happened.
0: I, I mean Zen, mean the producer, mean Zen, have seen a commercial with them doing like sour cream, and like this is just some woman eating sour and strawberry dipping it in sour cream. I'm like,
1: who the hell? Eats? Isn't that Cool Whip? That's not sour cream. No, cool it.
0: It. No. 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 There's no way
1: that was sour cream. It's a sour cream commercial. You saw a Cool Whip commercial.
0: No, no, it's sour cream because they're putting it on their nachos. This shot before you can. That person
1: is uh, John Goodman. Levels insane.
0: Yes, and me and the producer, we look at each other. We're like. Wait, people dip start like no, no. She just must be super high or just wasted at this moment. No, they
1: just accidentally If you mix okay, okay. I cool found some whip commercial with I found the some sour context cream for commercial. you.
2: If you mix the sugar with this if you mix some sugar in with the sour cream, apparently it's like a recipe. It makes like a, it makes
0: a dip. It's like They don't do recipe. it they don't do it in the commercial. It's just some just some Rod, woman the leaning on the container. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> leaning over a table, looking at her kids in amusement and just dipping a strawberry in a sour cream thing I'm like what's going on why is this happening but don't get me start has, on uh, that
2: you think she has Michelle under her in her basement
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. by the way yes I think so <laughs> um uh, the scene with Michelle looking out the ladder hatch window originally featured a jump scare involving <laughs> a disgusting bird but JJ Abrams suggested it'd be a little too convenient that every time she looks out a window, something surprises her. Thanks, JJ.
1: <laughs> I don't like having to give JJ Abrams props.
0: <laughs> well. You should. You should. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ray Skywalker. Get out of oh, yeah. here. The nightmare's back. Um, we love it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, well, one does. Um, anything you guys didn't like? I know I talked about how I didn't like the, hey, I can make this uh, and then chuck it at the, look what I have, the alien stuff. But for me, it was an enjoyable movie, besides like that final 10.
2: They could have cut the final 10 to a final five. I think I liked the outcome. I liked like, I liked the strip. I just think it just went on a little bit too long. And also the the suit making scene. there was just they could have cut ten minutes. made it a true tight ninety, and I thought it would have been a little better.
1: She was a little bit too good at everything she needed to do. <laughs> like just because she's in fashion design doesn't mean she would know how to create a hermetically sealed suit. <laughs> and like,
2: it, it did look cool.
1: <laughs> everything she did was a little bit too successful like even just getting away from John Goodman like she buried him in acid and then dumped a shelf on him and like she just like totally owned him in every way.
2: yeah, after getting caught, she's never really that defeated like she she like her plan to start the fire it works. her plan to like make him give her suit materials works. Yeah. It never really fails.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all just a little bit too convenient at times. But like that's me searching for something to be upset mm-hmm. about honestly. Cuz like yeah. in the moment I didn't care. It's just looking back on it and yeah. like being asked what's something about the movie it's like <laughs> if you're going to ask if I have to get something that's going to be that.
2: It, it's it's like that part on a survey when you have to ask for, when they ask for improvements.
1: <laughs> I hate that what? part. What's yep. something about yourself you can grow and be better at? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> How about you get better management? How about that?
0: No. I, uh, yeah. Anything, uh I just think for me, it's just that whole, oh, look, I got here's a liquor. Bar. Oh, here's a lighter. Oh, boom. Mazel tov.
1: I did also think it was weird in the end when she started running up to the house, like yelling at it, thinking like there was people in there or something. That was a cool shot,
0: though. Like, I mean, once like they the cover... got,
1: like, got smoke bombed, that was dope. Yeah. But I'm like, why yeah. are you like yelling at this house as if like it would be anything besides potentially aliens in there if there is someone in there?
0: Mm hmm. Um... Uh, the uh, uh, the appearance of the woman outside pleading to get in was a reshot, uh, reshoot to increase the drama, emotion, and anger. Everything behind her is blue screen. Um, One of the reshoots they did with Emmett's introduction, originally the shot was looking down at him and as he played as less consoling to her, less caring for her, and made him feel more, uh, more odd and more suspicious, his side of the reshoots would... Uh, so, yeah. So they did he do that. Suspicious. Shot. <laughs> so they did do the shots, Keith, of him being more suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. Then uh thank you. Well, don't I be think suspicious. in like in... Don't I've, seen enough, don't I've seen
2: enough. I've seen
1: enough thrillers to
0: where
2: like don't
1: be suspicious. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah.
2: Like eight out of ten other thrillers, Emmett's the bad guy in this situation.
0: Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> But it's just, it's just the John it's like John Goodman character who will snap at you for touching fingers or you know well,
2: that's that's why I was his John Goodman was too like outwardly evil. It's like, oh well okay he's he's the obvious bad guy, but who's the actual bad guy?
1: Yeah. I love that though where we got swerved thinking he, John Goodman wasn't the bad guy yeah and then we swerved back to him being the yeah. bad guy yeah. like yes. we got swerved into thinking something in the outside world was going to be the big bad. To swerve back to John Goodman being a monster.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I love that tone. Like that's what the real tone of the movie is. Is like, real monsters aren't always going to be the big bads. They're going to be <laughs> the person next to you. Like that's just such a like terrifying aspect of humanity. That's true. Keith, do
0: you have any reviews?
1: one big thing before we get to that, that I really loved. And it was the one exposition dump was Emmett's monologue about like how he was fast and like how he could outrun all his problems until he decided not to excuse the small uh, expert here who is putting in her two cents. (laughs) Um, And just like that whole scene was so good to me. And like, and it was the one exposition dumps and I thought it worked beautifully.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I got a, a ghost. The ghost of Roger Ebert is alive and well in the body of uh, Brian Tallarico, who gave them. Also, something that cracks me up about the review is it does a spoiler warning on the review, which seems kind of childish. Okay. Like, spoiler culture is a little, a little crazy nowadays. Anyways, that's a, side, that's a sideways thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. He, three out of four stars. So Brian liked it. Um, but, 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 the reading series that I picked, I thought captured it pretty well. That sense of unease is certainly there in the script, and Trachtenberg deserves credit as well. But it's John Goodman's performance that makes your skin crawl. He captures a man on the edge of sanity for whom control is key. He's not an obvious maniac, as some actors, as some other actors would have played the role, but someone who honestly thinks he's a savior and thinks that, and thinks thinking that plays in thinking that plays into his control freak god complex. Goodman keeps us guessing allowing glimpses of the possibly kind man that Howard used to be before all this happened, but even shading those in a sense of condition, condition, conditionality, Howard reminds Michelle and Emmett that he saved, he saved them so much
1: that we start to wonder what he's going to expect in return.
0: I agree with all that. About Goodman. I mean, there's some
1: aspects of it though, like John, good- like I mean, Goodman was spectacular, but I also feel like he did play an outwardly like bad guy for a good chunk of it. So like some of that take feels weird to me. But yeah, I also don't think um, John Goodman ever was a good guy. Hence why his wife and daughter left.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> Uh, having originally planned the film to be as a direct sequel to Cloverfield J.J. A- Abrams suggested that he thought of something which if they were lucky enough to get it made you could be really cool to connect some stories in a third film even, te- even teasing a larger Cloverfield universe Cloververse um, the director and Weinstead confirmed that the movie is and always be intended to be expansion of the first film uh, and then She uh, voiced interest in returning for another installment, which I think that's why they left it to be a, you know, go to New Orleans or go to Houston to fight. And then she goes to Houston. So setting up uh, another movie that would include
1: her. I'm also now realizing who's to say that Howard's original wife and daughter didn't end up with the same outcome as his second, like, the kidnapped girl. Like who's to say they also didn't end up disappeared because they wouldn't let him control them. It's possible. It truly is possible on what what really happened. He's clearly this. made it shown that he can disappear bodies. So mm-hmm. He does a have acid, which by the way, I'll say this.
0: When he gets the acid pour on him, and only like that little bit of like deformity, you know, straight, top. straight up PG thirteen. Yeah, like that's half the face <laughs> is deformed, like really like to be fair. The
1: acid was spread out on the ground and usually <laughs> like acid once it's like touching something else dilutes <laughs> it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the only thing I'll say is that acid can like when it's in a container like it was, is much more like what's the word like potable? Is that the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> Like It just know, can be it's... much more fierce than when it actually like spreads out and gets diluted a little okay.
2: bit. Hey, do you have it in your lore notes how the movie was written to not be part of the Cloververse originally? It was no. just going to be a movie? Once in development under the name The Cellar, the script by Josh Campbell and Matthew Stuckin with the co-story credit by Whiplash writer Damien Chazelle, was re- was retrofitted to place it in the world of Cloverfield. So it's Michelle Drozor, from blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the movie was originally called The Cellar, one of the in early, early production, and they just like fit it into Cloververse. Isn't, there, yeah, first... isn't
1: that one of the lethal weapons or diehards is the same way with that? <laughs> like it was like this. I think it's the second Die Hard was like its own movie. In a way, just, yeah. Like, <laughs> they just like puzzle pieced it like they cut a puzzle piece to make it fit into the Die Hard universe. Yeah.
0: In the beginning, Abrams called this movie a blood relative or a spiritual successor of the first one. So it's like mm-hmm. it has it has a connection, but not gonna be that big of a connection that you think then. First of
1: all, why am I so creeped out by JJ Abrams' use of blood relative? That felt weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so let's go. Uh you guys want to take a guess what the budget was for this movie?
1: It can't be much, it was one location. I'm going to go
2: 68 and three quarters.
1: I'm going to say like 35?
0: 15 million. Dang. Um, gross for this movie, domestically, it got 72 million. Internationally, only 38. So worldwide, 110 million. Still on a $50 million budget makes it a good movie. We killed it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the box office for March 11th through the 13th of 20.
2: Sixteen. It's gonna
1: be. It's gonna. We're
2: gonna average B minus. That's my guess.
1: <laughs> twenty sixteen. We're all twenty six now. We've gotten through the recession. Or no, we're in the midst of the recession. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bad times.
0: Yep. Uh, coming in at number ten in its fourth week with 2.2 million point two, 2, 2. 2 uh, million. Uh, risen.
1: I have never heard of that movie.
0: You can take a guess what type of movie. That's a movie. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, as it looks like the Jesus Christ has gone MIA in that movie.
1: Oh That's my right. god, I'm kind of in. I want to see this movie now.
0: <laughs> my god, uh, <laughs> no, my god, number nine in its third week with 2.5 million gods of Egypt. Oh my oh. god, with uh,
2: with Jamie Lannister.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> didn't that uh, movie no, like it flopped? <laughs> yeah. It sucked big time. It was like all these
1: Egyptian <laughs> gods being played by white people. Yep, yep. yep, That was the
0: comic. That was the funny part. <laughs> uh, number eight in its first week with 3.2 3. million, The Brothers Grimsley, the Sasha Baron Cohen spy with like brother movie. How he's I an idiot. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven in its first week with 3.2 million, The Young Messiah. Dude, what is with
1: all the Jesus and God movies? We're in March. Uh, number six. In oh, its... yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. Uh,
0: number six in its first week of $4.2 The perfect match. That
2: Sounds like Jennifer really... Connelly. That's just my guess. No. <laughs> no.
0: Is
1: that the Justin Timberlake movie?
0: No. It's I've, something I've never heard of. Yeah. Um coming in at number Oh five, wait is that one
1: it, of the Wimbledon movies? There's like those two no. Wimbledon rom-coms.
0: No. Uh number five in its second week with four point six million. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, a uh, uh, Tina, Tina Fey movie. That. <laughs> uh number four in its second week with 10 million. London Has Fallen. I'm I'm gonna pick that series when I a say a franchise it. we
1: can do at some point. Oh yeah. Number
0: number three and number at uh number three at in its fifth week, with ten million, Deadpool.
1: Hey, a movie I finally seen.
0: Uh, number two in its first week with 24 million, 10 Cloverfield Lane. So that means coming in at number one I'm in like its... Iron Man Three. <laughs> uh, coming in at number one in its second week with fifty one
1: million, Zootopia. Hey, oh. Not, oh, one a, the... not one of not one of the better movie. <laughs> Not one of the better Pixar movies. Is that a Pixar movie? Is that just a straight Disney no,
2: movie? No. It was... It, uh, it's got the classic uh, DMV sloth joke.
1: Yeah. We're also getting a sequel to it for some reason almost so, a decade later. So many people asked for that.
0: <laughs> I guess kids do. <laughs> is Zootopia the people at the Mario movie? Like the Illuminati? Yeah. yeah. I'll call them. I think so. Is it? I think or so. maybe. I thought
1: No, it's owned by Disney. It's a Disney movie.
0: Oh, it is Disney. I yeah. see it here. For, it's for, I'm looking at why um it's first Disney animated picture, ex- excluding the Pixar to feature the Disney presents. Mm, yeah, okay. It's a Disney movie. Uh the ratings imdb gives uh Ten Clover for Lane a 7.2 out of 10. Ron Tomato All Critics gives it a 90. Top critics 92 and audience gives it a 79.
1: One of the few times a movie we watch where the critics are way higher on the movie than the fans are.
2: Yeah. Um, the critics the crit- uh, seems a little high.
1: <laughs> I mean, a 90 <laughs> is pretty high, yeah. yeah. I'm not going four and a half. Spoiler, I'm not going four and a half for this yeah. movie.
0: So before we glaze them, let's rank them as we'll be ranking. Let's see how these works here, guys. Best dumb guy. uh, Best monster. The Clover.
1: And movie. I mean, do we even have to talk? I mean, we know what the clover has to be, right? I've, I've got my pick. Little woman, little little princess. Oh. No, we'll get to it though.
0: Okay. Uh let's do best dumb guy. So it's either gonna be Emmett I, mean, or Emmett. Emmett, I mean it's Emmett. I mean it's Emmett. Okay. I mean Emm- Emmett
1: has a whole story where he's gonna have this better life, but he can't get on a bus and then his Emm- life just gets sad.
0: Emmett's such a sweetheart.
1: <laughs> do we put Emmett above dumb bob? Nope. Rob?
0: nope.
1: Well, no, I guess okay. it depends on the way we're looking at it. Like, are we looking at this in a bad connotation? Then no. Yes. Emmett was spectacular and we loved him, and he is in no way as dumb as Rob, who led his entire yeah. friend group to dying. I'm thinking yeah, like I'll the, keep Rob one.
2: The most fitting of the archetype of dumb guy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Although um, fuck
2: Emmett's
0: close. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take I'll I, I would take Emmett before I would take in Rob because Rob doesn't care about his friends. Well, right but if care. we're
1: saying like being the the highest rated oh. is bad, then we don't want Emmett one because yeah. he isn't as bad as well, Rob I don't think this is correct. a good or
0: bad thing well, we have it as dumb guy, so I think yeah. it's bad
1: <laughs> um, well I guess it even then if we're going in just the connotation of this person makes stupid decisions yeah Rob then so it's takes still clearly game. Rob because he makes choices that gets his entire friend group killed bingo
0: monster best monster.
1: Well the monster in this one is John, John Goodman. Goodman. And I think he's the better monster. I would I raise he's... John Goodman higher than the monster and in... because he mattered more to it for the yeah. most part.
0: I Well keep Whatever you do, of... Keith. We're uh I'm I'm John Goodman as well. So you tell me my so, vote uh, doesn't matter. It don't matter, but you <laughs> tell it. So I will vote then.
1: Much like all those Eastern Oregon people, your yeah. vote just doesn't matter, Keith. <laughs>
2: No, I was I agree I was just I was gonna just do that, say that John Goodman's capable of less nine elevens
1: <laughs> damn <laughs> I mean I guess John Goodman never ripped the head off the Statue of Liberty right? yeah all
0: right so what's the clover as for the last movie uh we have I've got mine I've, you, got mine I've got mine I've got mine um you have T uh TJ Miller hitting on Kaplan the entire movie and for me and Keith uh it's the brother dies and uh
1: can't grieve forever. See, my clover in this one is John Goodman bouncing his butt to good music oh, because damn, they worked good. as a group. Damn. I'm John Goodman bouncing my butt now. So my,
2: my, my clovey rhymes with Kobe, and it's when she it's the Kobe when she does the hook shot into the, the mouth of the alien ship. <laughs> that, that was the basis of my joke was that Kobe oh my rhymes God. with clover.
1: Imagine if she'd yelled Kobe. <laughs> oh, she did. Kobe! That would have made it. <laughs> That would have made this movie five stars. I away. wouldn't I would have <laughs>
0: hate that scene then if, uh, she just yelled Kobe. It plays the Globefighters. The, the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um oh, that's a that's I'm a gonna go point. with Rick, the bouncing yeah. butt. Butt shake was good. Butt shake. All right. Movie. Where does Ten Cloverfield go?
1: One or two? <sighs> so this is what I'm gonna re-watch most likely yes. yeah the blanket
2: the blanket addendum
1: and i feel like cloverfield is the more like if you're gonna re-watch one of these movies you're gonna rewatch. but i feel like i have to go 10 cloverfield lane it's just far too superior now that i've seen both because okay. i don't like there's nothing about 10 like about the original cloverfield i feel like i would ever need to watch again like, there's not enough depth to it to where, like, I feel like I could pick up on something else. Whereas with 10 Cloverfield Lane, like, there's got to be at least a couple things I missed that if I rewatched it again, I would pick up on.
0: About how Keith's right about how John Goodman's the good guy, basically. That's what we're going to miss the first time. <laughs> I never see he was a good this, guy. That's <laughs> how <yeah. Last time laughs> I checked. Or we can find out why Emmett's the bad guy, according to Keith. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, Emmett's the bad guy because he forced his way into the bunker, preventing John Goodman from having his perfect life. Yep. Come on, guys.
2: That's
1: nah, all right. Let's restart the show. <laughs> yeah. and Talk about how Emmett screwed up
0: Goodman and how Goodman's actually the good guy. The anti-Emmett
2: experts. <laughs>
0: no. So, Keith, where do you put Cloverfield? Uh, Lane.
2: Well, I think this movie is like pretty significantly better. I think I'm biased towards first movies. I'm finding. I think the first, <laughs> the first movie is just it's more ignorable. I think so. As far as rewatching, like I'm never this this movie and Cloverfield original don't seem too like ideal of a movie to just slap on for fun.
1: I mean, no, I'm like, not. Re- I'm not slapping yeah. on the woman gets kidnapped and thrown in a basement. movie yeah. for fun.
2: But if I'm thinking that I'm thinking that like the if I stumble on Channel fifty eight, if I go to USA and uh, one of one of these movies is on, I think. I'll look at my phone and play Marvel Snap and have the first one going. So
1: one. Well, Keith, let me just say uh, that you would never see this movie on USA as this is a Paramount-owned movie. So you have <laughs> actually, to have it show up actually. on one of the CBS networks, yeah. <laughs> not one of the NBC Universal yeah, networks. Yeah. Okay, sorry.
2: I apologize.
0: Um, I'll go Cloverfield Lane. Um, The Rob character just, nah. <laughs> I'm
1: in You're... love with the girl. You are still so help. I don't so think mad, I've ever dude. seen Joe so mad He's about livid, something. Dude.
0: He's livid. I don't like him, you know? <laughs> if, you know, if
1: uh I don't like know. him and I can't, frankly I think he got what he deserved. If he dies he in ends. every movie, I'm mean,
0: that yeah. actor, I'm fine with it. I just I'm in love with a girl Should we start Should we start a, we start a Twitter campaign
1: against the actor? Down. not even down, in love yeah. with her. He's in lust with her. There's such a difference. Yes. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. I'm in lust with her and I need to save her because we did a one night, you know. We had a whole day. It was you know what would have made a better bangerific.
1: But have them survive everything and have them spend like a week together and be like, you know what, this just doesn't work. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I don't like you anymore. Remember how we got all of our friends killed, but we survived? No, mm. yeah, this yeah. just isn't gonna work.
0: Not anymore. So let's glaze some stars.
1: All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> Experts behave. That's so as to say, when we're together and watch how they glaze. They don't understand. Glazing just as fast as we can. Holding on to one another's hand. Trying to get away with the night. Put your arms around me and we tumble to the ground. And then you say, I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. The glazing of this movie is the only sound. Wow. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Keith, what do you give it?
2: Um... What was my Cloverfield
0: number?
1: You gave Cloverfield. I don't have that document pulled up. Give me one moment. I think, you I think, gave I think, Cloverfield I think. three and a quarter. Okay. As I did, and Joe gave it two and a half.
2: I'm going to give this movie three and three quarters. Yeah, three and three quarters. I'm okay with that number. Barry, it was above
1: passable. Rick I'm right there with you Keith I was actually at three and three quarters but as we've talked through this movie I've gone up to a full four just nice. because of how good John Goodman wants I think John Goodman puts this yes. over the top as to being a four star movie Um, I will give it a three and a quarter
0: you're um, still thinking about
1: Rob <laughs> <laughs> Rob brought the movie down brother um, you gave it what Joe Oh, three and a quarter <laughs> three and a quarter. that brings Ken Cloverfield Lane in at three and six seven stars so three and three quarters there we go three.
0: um for the pre-glaze no, three from, and
1: two thirds sorry
0: there we go um for pre-glaze I gave it a three so I I'm up on that uh Keith and Rick you both gave it a four for the pre-glaze
1: so we're kind of right where we thought the yeah. movie would be
0: yeah. So our next movie in this um well first, crazy all, first world all,
1: hold on oh. hold on <laughs> movie. movie it's a movie It's a
0: movie they say uh and in our next movie uh in this <laughs> Cloverse right, Keith. We're moving on to a Netflix special. Thank the you. Clo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> but it's a movie. And we're gonna be doing the Cloverfield Cloverfield paradox. So, what's the pre-glaze for this paradox?
1: It's a Netflix, but I'm going two stars, and I feel like I'm being gracious at two stars. I like. I remember that the ad campaign worked, like, slapped really well for this, but there's no way that this is gonna do. Like, I feel like we're gonna talk more about that Super Bowl spot than we're gonna talk want to talk <laughs> about the actual movie. So, I'm going yeah. two stars.
2: so no, I've. I, I saw this basically right when it became available, and I'm trying to remember. I think I'm gonna go. I'm always a sucker for like high concept sci fi rigmarole, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I'm gonna go two and a half.
0: Um, I'll give it a two and a half as well for my pre glaze, just uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. It's still got
2: Rob, like Rob's still involved. So So it's going to make it one and a half. (laughs) uh, It's a one now, you know. It's got the name Cloverfield in the title, so Rob's involved.
0: (laughs) Robberfield Paradox, got it. No. So coming here next week on Fake Movie Exports, we'll be talking about the next Cloverfield movie, The Cloverfield Paradox, which if you want to uh, watch along, it will be on Netflix.
1: Uh, but you where can go to
0: where it was and always <laughs> will be
1: then now forever together whatever it is very funny that I watched these first two movies on Paramount because they're owned by whatever Paramount. Paramount and then CBS and whatever Viacom is I think they're overreaching Lord to now have to what? do a Netflix special like it seems <laughs> weird that it got transferred that way like I wonder if Viacom still made it and Netflix just got the distribution rights or what hmm
0: uh, I can see if I can look into it in, in the lore for next <laughs> week, but you can go to no dot That's right. No. dot com. We can find all the, all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias at no entertainment or no. ENT on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple podcast, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Bring on paradoxes.